podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hello and welcome to week four of the Foot Weekly podcast. I believe it's week four already. Uh, we're going to do a content pod here. And yeah, actually my voice is a, a bit gone because I was at an MLS match yesterday. And we have, I don't know whether you've been to an MLS match, James, actually. Have you been to one before? I have been to a couple MLS matches, a couple MLS All-Star games. Been to an MLS Cup final, which was fun. Oh, great. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So while not a regular MLS attendee, hmm. I have been to... Uh, you know, kind of, kind of across the board. Yeah, yeah. Multiple different cities, Ben. You know, got to yeah, test yeah. it all out. Well, shout out to Alex and Andrew, supporters of the pod, who invited me along to watch Cincinnati take on DC United. Mm. They won and got through to the playoffs. So, yeah, it was it was a good event. Enjoyed it, and this pod will also be a good event, I'm sure. We have with us Richard Buckley as well, esports commentator and a man who knows his foot. Welcome back. Thank you very much, Ben. I feel like I've just stepped into like a smooth jazz coffee shop <laughs> with the uh, mellow nature of the podcast today. It's early over here and I literally rolled out of bed, I think maybe 10 minutes ago, yeah. just before my two-year-old and two-week-old had a terrible night. But the pod must go on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't claim to have had that bad night at all, but it, it does feel pretty early, especially as we normally do the podcast afternoon UK time. But this is like 8 a.m. for me, which is not as early as your 7 a.m. But anyway, enough of times. Great to have you on, Richard. <laughs> and we can introduce a brand new guest to the podcast making his debut. It's Josh, a.k.a. Spreadsheet FIFA. Welcome to the pod. Thank you very much. I, uh... I only have the same dulcet northern tones as Richard. Unfortunately, I don't have the the, the smooth come to bed voice that you two have got. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Well, mine isn't quite like this normally. But uh, for those who don't know, I guess you became known in the scene for creating spreadsheets around FIFA and uh, what what kind of spreadsheets? Not just the Matt Team of the Year um, tracker, right? No, no. The the ongoing war of the Team of the Year pack projects between me and <laughs> me and Matt is is stuff of legend. Uh, but Mainly just League SBCs initially, like how to grind League SBCs by inputting what you had in the club, showing you what you could complete for the cheapest price and what packs you'd get back. I, I was a accountant, was an accountant, and uh, so you know FIFA and spreadsheets were my uh, my two loves, and combined mm. them together. And you know I'm I'm delighted I picked spreadsheet FIFA. We'll, we'll run with it. We'll we'll keep with that name for a for a long time. But um, but yeah, yeah. I just released uh, recently the weekend league tracker, so you can kind of track all your stats from weekend league. It's a bit of a manual input, but it points out who's letting you down, Sally Oshkran, uh, in your weekend league team <laughs> or foot champs team. Nice. Yeah, that's great. And um, I guess yeah, we're kind of like the, the UK foot accountant then, really. I mean... Yeah. You know, I could have gone at accountant foot and then we would have just we just switched it around. Yeah, and yeah, then, then, but no, I'll, I'll, I'll leave the accountancy to him. I'll stick to spreadsheets. Yeah. Great. No, it's good to have you on. And we are going to start off by doing what we always do and that is the pound for pound powerhouse for those who don't know this is the best value player that normally has been released over the past week but we are going to expand it out as we often do to players more generally because we've only had the database for like two three weeks so uh, it is allowed to not be a recently released player i quite like if it is a recently released player get bonus points but before we do actually i should say last week's winner is 
the three Portuguese league players from Springford, which was Porro, Grimaldo, and Rafa. I feel like slightly illegal to to go for three players. Um, yeah, that so, feels like cheating. Yeah. So and that would mean Corona won. So obviously, I'd be happy about that. But we'll give it to the listener. Listeners always first, of course. Um, and we'll move into our own nominations. So we almost always have the guest special guest if you like the one who hasn't been on so much go first to give them the best opportunity to nab players we might have gone for so josh you will go first hopefully uh, you've got someone in mind for this who would you go for as best value i, I do i was going to go down the cheeky route and go for a twenty-five thousand coin tradable hero pack as my pound for pound this week yeah, but <laughs> instead i'm gonna go for a slight left field choice nico schlenterback uh the the dortmund centre-back sula's little brother Oh, is yeah. absolutely unbelievable in both boxes, as Bayern found out the weekend. Mm. He is ginormous, six foot three. He's always on the edge of the six yard box when I'm taking my corners, and he must have scored eight, nine, ten goals for me in foot champs from corners, which you know, not the passing it short and passing it around the box, but just winning a header. I I, I can't explain how good he is in the air, but his ones to watch is. Super cheap, and although Dortmund haven't won any games yet, if he gets his upgrade to an 84, I think he's going to be a brilliant centre-back to pair with someone like Azula. You know, if you give him an anchor, he becomes a lengthy boy, which is obviously all important. But he's got 95 standing tackle. And I don't know if it's his 87 defensive awareness, but whenever the ball got loose in the box, he's always a person who picks it up. He was always a person who got a block in. Um, so yeah, he he kind of surprised me. I just played him I'm running first owner this year and he was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is really good. I actually also have used him. I think it was actually in the fir- the, the friendlies that they did, you know, the first owner ones. Yeah. Um, because I packed his one to watch. And actually, he wasn't my one to watch player, just in a random pack. So I chucked him into the team because he worked for Kem. And yeah, I agree. Really good player. For 13K, you, you know, it's not far off discard for the one to watch. A great first suggestion. Let us go to Richard. Who would you like to put forward this week? I'm going to go with Golson's. The objective. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very simple to do when you look at the the objectives themselves because it is a live foot item. He's got potential to go up. I think Inter, uh, if memory serves correct, are in the same group as Bayern, second at the moment. But uh, Barcelona are also in that group, so it's going to be it's basically going to be Bayern plus one to go through, whether that's Inter or Barcelona. Mm-hmm. But he's already like very good as it stands. And he's got the versatility to be able to play left wing back, left back or left mid with the position modifiers. So he gives you a little bit of extra sort of squad building creativity. And um, I just think at this this point of the game, it's a very, very good objective to do for not that much work. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Two great suggestions so far. How are you going to follow that, Japes? Got anyone up your sleeve? Oh, this is, this is such an easy answer, Ben. Mm-hmm. Like such an easy answer. It is a return to like FIFA stardom, I guess, from FIFA's past. But Smaldini is back, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a man mountain this year. Here's the sequence. I bought Virgil van Dyke and I bought Smalling. And I was playing them, you know, kind of side by side. Toyed around with the three back, played them both in a three back. Smalling kept performing Van Dyke. <laughs> so I was like, ah, I kind of want the coin. So I sold Van Dyke. I packed Van Dyke, which is nice. <laughs> Once again, Smalling beat him out. And for all of the 12,000 coins that I paid for him, 
he is a the center of a back three for me now, an absolute staple. Easy to get links to Dybala, mm-hmm. English players, like really, really great um, if you want to use Tomori as well. So just a fantastic, fantastic player this year. No question, pound for pound. I wasn't expecting that, but that's good to hear. So you haven't found his pace to be too much of an issue because I know lengthy and all that, etc. cetera. But, he's, I mean, he's just he's as still slow. He's, He's just as fast as he needs mm. to be. And he, I guess he's in the center, right? And you can get away with it maybe yep. slightly more. He's also got a, a wild pace split as well. I think he's 55 acceleration, 75 sprint speed. So mm-hmm. in terms of getting up yeah. to his top speed fairly quickly, which is kind of what lengthy does, he's going to mm. he's gonna get there and be, and be able to catch up really quickly with that pace split. It's, it's interesting. I've noticed pace splits being way more important this year in terms of how players feel on the ball or in defense. Yeah, I mean, that lengthy body type really helps players with that pace split one player talking of lengthy that got mentioned a few times in pound for pound suggestions from listeners which i'll move on to is of course sorleth uh, the inform uh, 84 rated tom was saying that he's a dynamite discard good throwback uh, an 84 inform for 12k is always a good buy and this guy is excellent in game his shooting stats are brought down by poor long shots volleys and pens but finish it on him and he's got maxed shooting where it matters except for 88 positioning lengthy means he accelerates very well running in behind and has a high ceiling with 95 sprint speed he also has 99 dribbling 90 composure and 96 strength while being six foot four meaning he's an excellent target man in the box bullies all but the biggest defenders when backing into them if this hasn't convinced you take a look at his fellow countryman harland and compare their stats Solus has the plus one weak foot as well. Yeah, it's pretty impressive how well he stacks up against Haaland. In fact, Maka calling him his Viking king and had plenty of good pound for pound suggestions as always, particularly this week. We got shouts for a road to the knockout stage Thomas Muller. Soviet Nil saying he's ridiculous value for a midfielder, especially in this version of the game where passing and positioning are so important. So he runs the game. You got Oli here going for Benassa. Kraus going for Mostovoy and Tim here mentioning Milinkovic Savic, who he got as a red. Got him as a red as well, and he is, yeah, very, very good. Uh, the mobility, the size of him isn't too much of an issue. I, I think that's the nature of the game this year, which is nice. I wanted to mention, actually, in terms of the squad myself for pound for pound, Moses Simon, Moses' daddy Simon, of course, for those who know, he is an 82 rated road to the knockouts item. Yes, his club may not make it out of the group stage, but they've got a chance of getting two wins and a chance of getting out of the group stage. And if he gets two upgrades, he goes from an 82 to an 84 to an 86, which when you look at his stats, is going to make him really, really good. And also the hype of that bigger upgrade, I think, could drive up his price. And I mean, he's only 11K, so pick one up, put him on your bench. He'll be really good there. I mean, four star, four star, can't really go wrong. I would say maybe the other player, Ikone, could be a good shout. He's 20k, he's very, very fast. I've used him in-game, actually, and he's really, really quite good. Three-star wheat foot, a bit of a shame, but maybe not the biggest issue this year with the outside foot shot. And found him quite a consistent finisher, despite his stats. Very agile and nippy, liked him a lot. And yeah, 20k, probably could go up higher because he could get an 85. Sula looks quite interesting, actually, especially in the middle of a back three and... Canate is one that, although he's more expensive, his price is pretty similar to regular gold Van Dyke, and there's an argument maybe he could be 
better, or at least in quite a few areas. They're actually quite similar players as well. So someone to look out for. I don't know whether uh, you wanted to mention anyone else. Josh, I feel like Dan Juma, the moments item could, could be worth a mention at this point. Yeah, every time I came up against him, I realized I was going to have to score three goals because he always scored two against me. I, I don't know if it's something about his hair just makes him really noticeable on the pitch, but he just seems to be everywhere. I think he was in a lot of people's starter teams and kind of like snuck in there really as an 82 rated because he's base left mid. You're not quite expecting him to be able to play at striker, but he has all the stats you need. Like 88 finishing as a standard on that flashback is... Yeah, he was, he was terrifying to come up against, especially when he was getting subbed on late in games. He was somebody who was in my mix for uh, for who I was going to pick, but it's a, it's a very good shout. Well, it's been interesting because the prices of SBCs has felt much more reasonable or well-pitched. And I wonder whether that is something to do with the different way of doing the SBCs because there isn't a chemistry requirement. It's not cornering players as much. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, we've not seen fodder like individual cards that would be fodder usually rise as you say it's been more of a kind of across the board rise and mm. the steps that go from like 84s are around 2000 coins 85s are around 7000 coins then 86s are 19000 coins and you, you suddenly start getting into okay this is a fairly hefty purchase if you're not a kind of hardcore player but 87s are only 20000 coins and i feel like at some point the balance will flip where you're better off going and buying an 87, allowing you to put in more 83s and 84s rather than having to go and buy the 7K 85s. So if you're building an SBC, I would definitely look at buying a higher rated player to allow you to just drop down a few levels in terms of the other players you need to buy. In terms of investment, I, I mean, 83s mm. at 850, 900 coins, you, you're going to really struggle to lose coins on those. It may be a while before you see them rise, but if you can pick correctly, maybe look for marquee matchups types, Go for the positions that we always get. Goalkeepers, centre-backs, kind of anywhere in midfield will probably be a fairly safe investment. But yeah, I think it's the higher rated fodder that I think still has room to grow. I can't really see 86 rated players going above 18, 19K. That's already incredibly high. Yeah, well, I'll bring in Japes and Richard in a second, but this is something that they've talked about before. So I can ask you and, and hear what you think, being a bit of a specialist on this. What did you make of the, the change to this system? I don't know where it's going to stay, but is it something you think is like positive, not having that chemistry factor really in those SBCs? I love it. Personally, I think the change to um, SBCs to not require chemistry has been a massive, massive improvement. The ability to just throw in any card you want and know that you're going to be fine, like you literally just need the rating, mm. is has been has been huge for it. i, I got to say that Kulisevsky SBC... I'm shocked at how much it costs. And it does feel like, although they're pricing them well, we're not getting the 82 or 83 rated squads as much as we have done in the past. And maybe that is because of the lack of chemistry being needed. Mm. Um, but you look at someone like Raheem Sterling, who's can play on the same side as Kulisevsky, obviously can play on the left as well. But he requires one squad less mm. for a player that can have more upgrades like Spurs' group is an absolute basket case. Like anybody's mm. beating anybody right now. And so you look at a Sterling card that's already higher rated. It's, it, I don't know exactly where they're going with the price of these SBCs because I'm worried when we start getting icon SBCs where they're going to go because it has to be higher than what we've already got and that's going to start getting expensive really quickly. Yeah, I agree. I found that very odd how cheap Raheem is compared to 
Kulisevsky because I mean as an England fan I can't really say it's a guaranteed upgrade but he's got a very good chance you'd think of getting a win in the World Cup and the three wins of course uh, he already had a win when he came out as well Sterling so it's kind of like there's an 88 rated potentially higher obviously if you get special items which can happen like all year um, and Kulisevsky I mean we should now talk about road to the knockout the way it works is they need to win two games in their last three and they also need to qualify, which, as you say, is like not a guarantee. I and mean, it's not really a guarantee for that many teams in the Champions League generally. I mean, it's a lot of groups are quite tight. Uh, getting two wins when, of course, you can draw, you know, happens. It, it feels a tough ask over three games. So whereas Ben Asser is priced at like 30k, that's kind of like a risk people are going to be willing to take. Kulisevsky for... 170 something K when he's only 84 pace. And I mean, I guess he's like a, a kind of interesting player in terms of being like a bit bigger. He's not like a traditional winger. He has decent defensive stats. Sterling does just look better and is cheaper. So I was kind of confused by that. Do you think that Kulisevsky is a little bit more expensive because of the, if Spurs were to win two out of three and go through, he'll obviously get the double upgrade. Mm. That double upgrade will come probably by the first week of November yeah. with how quick the Champions League turnaround is. So are they thinking that Sterling's probably going to be able, he might get only get his first upgrade when England, I'm saying when, as if England are going to win a game, <laughs> but you would expect England to win a game. That could be his first upgrade. Yeah. Potentially that could be They've it. They've got Villa and Brentford right next. They're both away matches, but... We didn't start against whoever they played last no, week. No, because of the wins to watch because they yeah. need to win three games in those... Yeah. So he's already won one. So they only need to win those two matches to get him an upgrade. And then if England win their first match, he'll be upgraded not too long after Kulisevsky. I mean, it will be a bit later, but but no, you're right. I think factoring in how early the, the upgrade could come for Kulisevsky is probably part of their thinking for sure. Um, but also sometimes I think they just probably didn't think it out properly or someone else did the Kulisevsky SBC requirements and another person did the Sterling ones and, and they didn't quite match up, which is uh, something we'll be talking about probably in a sec regarding <laughs> heroes. But yeah, is there any other kind of content related stuff? I know we already mentioned the objective player, um, Gosens, who's I think a really good player to do I think a lot of people will probably do that just because it's kind of handy player to have for, for links and things um, I don't think we've had too much else content wise unless I've missed something I know we we had the position modifier upgrade it's worth mentioning that in case people didn't spot it I mean you can basically submit any player and you get a position modifier I guess Josh you've probably been taking a look at the price of position modifier items over the start of the cycle. It's been interesting to see. They were quite high, obviously, to start with, but have actually dropped off quite a lot now. But still, uh, it's kind of pricing people out of changing their squads to some extent, isn't it? So I can see why they've done this. Yeah, which I, I think was why they released the SBC uh, as so cheap um, as it was. I mean, one of the like easy, lazy trading methods I was using early on was to essentially fill my transfer list with 100 position modifiers bought at kind of the price they were selling for in sort of 58th minute and then list them all up at 500 coins higher and you would get 40 or 50 sales every time you listed them and it was just really lazy and easy. Mm. I am so grateful I had none on my transfer list when that SBC came out because the price absolutely tanked for a little while. It's going to be interesting to track the price of those as we get more packs coming in, you know, the other thing that's happening on the 13th is everyone's going to get their pre-season packs from last year. And so, and although there's not going to be an awful lot of players, I, I think the, like it started adding up towards the end. You're going to get 100k 
k's plus worth of packs and so if that's mm-hmm. now a new player in your team you're going to need a position modifier to move people around sometimes too I, I don't know about you but when i'm building my teams i very often position change a player twice because i'm like okay no we'll go into this formation so we'll mm-hmm. move him out to right wing back oh no no but i need to get him in so i need to move him back to right back it's difficult to kind of settle on something very early yeah yeah and it's interesting to know whether they'll just kind of keep renewing that every week i guess it lasts for a week yeah which is you know possible i suppose and that feels like a reasonable amount to just give people like seven position modifiers a week i kind of wish they'd just do one spc for seven rather than having to go through <laughs> yeah. each spc to get the seven but you know i guess some people don't want all of them yeah other thing i was going to mention actually just kind of on this topic uh in terms of chemistry and building teams manager is such a big thing a bit annoying though because there's some nations which don't have managers where you feel like oh that's weird they should have a manager i mean colombia for example i was looking for a manager from colombia there just aren't any kind of made me think i feel like they need to introduce more managers into the game also maybe i was i don't know what people's thoughts on this would be but having club affiliated managers would be really nice obviously it's a whole extra like chem point that you'd get or not chem point but chem contribution you get through that it sounds sounds like an icon manager would be a great shout yeah yeah give everyone one chem point like Alex Ferguson, 20k, everyone gets a chem point. I mean, that'd be huge, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm, I massively agree on the clubs, on, on managers. This is partly where we've got to suspend a bit of, you know, it's not real football. We should be able to have, like, every nation should have a manager. Um, and mm. then you should be able to add a club, and it'd be great for EA. You can add it in as a pack filler. You know, you can get a club item in your bronze silver and gold pack so that you can apply manchester united to jürgen klopp the, the dream <laughs> and you know that that would be a way i think to improve the chem system even further because then if you just have one player that you want to get in and you don't really have anybody who's going to give him chem if you can give him a club link and the nation link he gets two chemistry just from the manager i i, I really think it would open up more avenues in terms of team building yeah definitely no it's been really interesting to get your insights on this part of the pod more of that in part two where we're going to be talking about the whole hero debacle controversy mistake we'll be back in just a moment do you know what definitely wasn't a mistake setting up the foot weekly patreon because it means there are now two foot weekly episodes every week one of which is exclusively for those supporting but to support it's just three pounds a month and that means this week for example you'd get an extra episode all about gameplay we're focusing on particular tactics we've found effective one which i'm very keen to try out myself actually and also talking a lot about passing and how to improve your passing as that's a real struggle in fifa 23 so far and it's also a great time to join up actually because there is that 24,000 fifa point giveaway so you could easily end up winning back i guess the equivalent of like two years worth of supporting the podcast so if you would like to support then please do it would be greatly appreciated you can just search support for weekly or there'll be a link to the 24,000 fifa point giveaway in the description of this podcast a huge thank you for listening and if you are a supporter a huge thank you for keeping the podcast going and if you consider supporting really appreciate it let's get back into part two so welcome back after the break and let's get into talking about the hero error that happened on saturday Uh, a quick summary we'll talk about the implications for the game in the market uh, in a little bit but just to outline what went on saturday at 6 p.m uk content drop time a pack was released which was a hero pack for 25k in the store you can only purchase it once but of course pretty much everyone who did see it 
purchased it because you know a foot hero for 25k it's a it's a no-brainer i think the fever point cost was something like 500 fever points what this of course did was mean a lot of people got heroes and those heroes were actually tradable too clearly this was a mistake because it was removed within i think about 10 minutes but obviously in that time you had people coming on seeing this pack buying it and selling a hero which caused hero prices to drop dramatically like so much probably 80 percent of the value of some heroes was lost in that moment and then when the pack was removed the heroes did bounce back quite a bit potentially because people just realized that this wasn't a sustainable drop and that they were going to bounce back but someone on twitter actually worked out what had gone on right josh and it was sort of a seemingly pretty minor error yeah it was uh it was at foot scoreboard um on twitter posted that the way that the packs are released is done on an id basis every pack has a id mm. and there was a road to the knockout foundations pack in the code and it got overwritten on friday with a foot heroes pack for the same id and so then i think mm. obviously in their content system it's just pushed out that pack id into the store at the same price but it was a tradable foot heroes pack instead where the foot heroes pack was supposed to come is another question but yeah it was supposed to be a road to the knockout foundations pack it, it makes sense because the pack that they overwrote was a pack that was very likely to come over this period and a hero pack is something they'd probably release at some point through SBC or something so they basically cocked up the ids and they removed it but obviously the damage was done to the price of heroes you know, if you came into this weekend with for example a jj Okocha who you considered perhaps selling a few days earlier for 730k and at 6 p.m suddenly this hero pack came out and suddenly He's dropped and you could actually snipe him for about 200k during that window. This example I'm using, not a complete coincidence, it is in fact what happened to me. And part of the reason why I was able to get him was because I was on the game slightly early, which is a huge advantage. So I'm not complaining myself, but for people who are in a similar situation, I think it is a very painful thing to experience your players dropping such a significant amount. I mean, I spoke to a few people who literally had only heroes. That was the only thing they had coins in. And... Some people kind of panic sold thinking the pack was going to be out for a week, which was how long it said it was out and that the prices would continue to drop and did panic sell for, you know, really quite low um, because they're really worried and so lost a huge amount of coins, like most of their club value as a result. So I think, and be interested to know what people think, I think this is the biggest mistake, biggest content mistake EA have ever made from a kind of market impact perspective. I mean, it didn't affect other cards so much, but to have hyped new items, heroes, which people have been buying and adding to their team because they're exciting. And then for those players to lose such a huge amount of value, I think is is probably one of the worst things we've seen, especially at this you know, stage of the cycle as well. Uh, Richard, were you around? Did you manage to take advantage of the pack? Well, not only... You, you talked about the negatives of the pack there, Ben. There was some positives, and that was being sat in Slug and Lettuce at 6pm <laughs> and seeing a message saying, there's a pack out, go and buy it. I went and bought the pack, I got Solshar, and then I thought... I wonder if the price of uh, heroes are quite low. So I went and bought myself a, uh, a Yaya Tori for 950,000 coins and um, yeah. made some very, very nice profit on it. So the silver linings, but I think for for a lot of the people that you talked about there, you included, it was, um, I mean, it was just a, a real catastrophic mistake. Like I imagine 
there's there's major backlash within EA at the minute for whoever sort of changed the code or how this went out. There's really not a lot to say. I think the it's just really unfortunate, uh, like four people. The I know we, I mentioned compensation earlier, but there's been, from my understanding, no official wording from EA mm. about this pack. Like they've, they've, it's it's silent, and I almost expect it to stay silent. Like you can't please everybody on this. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, don't, I just, yeah, I don't think we're gonna get anything. I think it's just gonna be a dark day. Forget about it. Move on. And we might see something in the future, like a a really cheap pack, almost as a a sorry. But I, I don't think we're gonna get anything out of it. It's really interesting. Just quickly, I think one of the there's two there's another reason why people are annoyed i should mention too of course is that they weren't on yep they weren't you know looking at their phone in the slug and lettuce they were i don't know buying a drink at the time right and they, they didn't see <laughs> so that meant that they missed out on the opportunity to buy the pack because it went within 10 minutes which in itself is obviously very frustrating because uh, you had the chance of getting yourself um a good hero who you could sell for profit or the opportunity to buy a hero really cheap because they did bounce back and we'll talk about that i mean i myself did buy the pack made a technical loss um, because it was Dudek but uh, he did rise afterwards I did keep him he was uh, obviously not going to stay as cheap as he was at that moment so I held on to him but uh, you know it, it wasn't for people who missed it there was definitely no guarantee that you were going to strike big and, and obviously that your, your chances of striking big were quite low actually but for people who lost coins very frustrating prices did bounce back a bit but I don't know James you know what could they even do EA about this like Unless they kind of roll back everything, which they're obviously not going to do now because it's been like a few days. Can't do yeah. it. Yeah, they can't do that because the coins are gone. Spending I think the, money on the packs as well, so you can't really take it away. Yeah, my like first inclination was for everybody that hasn't opened a pack, that's just just give them an untradeable hero early. Yeah, yeah. Like EA, like unpredictable things have happened on the market, so I feel like less bad for folks that maybe lost some coins on the market. I think I'm the folks, you know, and probably this is putting on a... Uh, my own situation here, but like I would have liked to have opened the pack. I think most people would have liked to have opened the pack. It feels like for some people, it's probably like changed the trajectory of their, I don't know, their FIFA cycle. I don't know what's going to be possible on this cycle for them. Uh, so I'd say just like give people the untradeable hero. They're going to give out untradeable hero packs like anyway. I don't think having one hero, knowing like the probable pack odds anyway will be game breaking mm. if you give them out untradeable it's funny though because the pack visually was labeled as untradeable but it wasn't untradeable so there's this other point that actually people who open the pack tradable should get compensation that's insane <laughs> of a tradable well fuming that it was tradable yeah. <laughs> i cannot believe it i'm expecting compensation very soon yeah you know, it's uh, to me, Ben, it's like a hierarchy thing, right? In EA's content, like tradable packs are deemed more valuable than untradable packs, right? So if you were given something of more value, compensation is well, out of the question. It's funny, isn't it? Because they've done untradable packs in the store recently and those are cheaper. So therefore they can say, well, actually untradable things are worse. Yeah, that's true. They're going to end up giving out a hero loan for like 25 <laughs> Yeah. That, I mean, generally, I could imagine that. Joshua, what, what are your thoughts on this? I, I don't think we've really heard from you yet. There's a wider point here, which is 
how they deal with these situations in general. I tend to always mm. be on the wrong side of these things where I missed completing an SBC early or getting my rewards early or any of those things where there's been a mistake and then I get great compensation for it. And I'm always super frustrated. And so it'd be unfair for now me being on the other side. I'd got a Diego Forland, saw that he was 150k on the market and went and bought three more of him and he's now back up to 400k it would be unfair of me to be like no no this is fine and we, we should just everyone should carry mm. on their merry way the thing that really sticks with me is what happened afterwards which was the rebound of the price which felt incredibly unnatural and I'm not a massive one for conspiracy theories but I was looking at Joe Cole and about four pages of Joe Cole in a 150k price range just disappeared within about 10 seconds you know i backed out mm. and refreshed and they were just gone and the purchase like the purchases of those cards went back up to essentially the level they were before and then people started selling again because they'd seen the price come back up and then everyone started selling and the price came back down and settled to a kind of what it is now so i kind of feel like that was ea trying to rebalance the market but what that did was inject you know, millions of coins into the market really early in the game cycle. We haven't really seen the effect on other players' prices of that just yet. I think mainly because it was the hardcore traders that benefited the most. Mm. I, I don't know what the solution is. If they give everybody an untradeable hero pack, yeah, it may be the case that they just completely destroy the pack weight and everyone gets a campos. But even an untradeable one, those people that did open the pack and had a tradable hero are now going to sell that one because they've now got an untradeable version or anybody who owns one that then packs the tradable version it will have a massive impact on the market again mm -hmm. it may be that this was it, well, i mean we know it wasn't deliberate but with the world cup hero items coming fairly soon you know within a month or so it's a month and 10 days i think until the start of the world cup the the price of those heroes is going to dip because they're getting a better version soon and so I don't know long-term what effect it will have on the market, but I sympathize with anybody who was, you know, having dinner or buying a drink or had, you know, had an untimely trip to the toilet, putting, you know? Putting their son down for a nap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, the other thing as well, I, I don't know if I missed this, but it, it was all a bit hazy. It was a hysteria mm. on Saturday when this pack came out. There was an 82 plus team of the week pack as well that got ripped yeah, off the yeah, store. Yeah, there was, yeah, yeah. So that were on for equal amount of time. I, I don't really think anybody opened that because it was really expensive. Mm. But it was intriguing that two packs went up mm. that weren't supposed to, not just one. Yeah, I wonder why they removed that. Because was there any issue with it? Maybe, I don't know. Do you think they just panicked and thought we'd better take them both away? Yeah, just revert. Yeah, yeah maybe. It'd be interesting to see what they do do because they're going to have to do something because actually in other languages they displayed the text for the pack they intended to put out and had accidentally swapped for the hero pack whereas in english it said what the hero pack was in other languages it said what it should have said and so those players didn't get the right pack or what it said certainly so uh, they'll have to put out something about that for sure i would think so we'll hear something i've sent a strongly worded letter on behalf of foot weekly listeners about this of course um but i don't know what we'll hear about it um in terms of sorting out uk compensation if there is really any um or any kind of remedy for the market i'm not sure where things stand on that it's a very tricky one indeed um hopefully they improve their system so we don't see such a kind of disastrous error 
in terms of its market impact, we see a lot of errors and sometimes they're very beneficial and people get frustrated because they don't benefit. But in terms of true negative impact, I think this has been the worst we've seen. Um, in terms of that impact, the market has recovered a fair bit. I know you're across it, Josh, even though you don't label yourself a trader as such. So yeah, what has been going on with the market since then? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it felt like the first weekend league crash that seems to happen every year happened before Weekend League even started, um, or Foot Champs mm. as it is now even started. It was kind of Thursday night into Friday. You started seeing a lot of players dip down. What I think is different this year about previous years is kind of the Messi-Ronaldo factor. The fact that neither of those are kind of pushing up towards a million coins. I think at this stage last year, Ronaldo would have been well over a million coins. We've only got Mbappe as the sort of million coin gold player this year. That mm. means that all of those other cards, especially the heroes, and especially with the chemistry, them just getting full chemistry as long as they're in the right position, meant that, as you say, they are the kind of marquee players. I would even probably say above icons. I've come up against way more heroes probably because of that pack yeah. than I have done icons. And so the fact that it was that market that was affected was really interesting to see how, you know, everyone kind of bought in and then there was this massive rise back up and then everyone started trying to sell to get their profits and it's now settled i don't think the price drop has been too too dramatic you know if you look at someone like Ginola, he was in the two millions he dropped down to about a million coins and is now i checked this morning he was about 1.8 1.9 million so it they will slowly go back up i i just wonder if ea will now turn down the pack weight on heroes in order to kind of try and rebalance the number of them in circulation that we'll then see as we get, as, as I say, getting into the World Cup, that then they can just go back to normal again. In terms of the rest of the market, it feels like we've we had that dip and everyone went, this is a bit weird. And now people have got out of the mid to low tier metas and are now have now got a kind of set team that they're thinking of going into next weekend with. Mm. Um, I'm sure lots of people have replaced their striker with a red saw lot, for example, if you were lucky enough to get him. Mm. That kind of sell-off of the 84s and lower, that will continue, I reckon, over the next week or so. But that massive coin influx into the market has to have an effect at some point, and I don't know if we've seen, I don't know if it's still too close to it. You know, maybe it'll be those really super expensive cards that we'll see start going up a little bit more because the people who've got the coins to do it have now got even more coins. Mm. Um, it was a weird 45 minutes to say the least. Yeah, I should pick up a point actually because yeah, it did, or a community manager did disclose or say that they don't change pack weight dynamically. And it's something that I've heard on good authority too. So I don't know whether they maybe would see this as an exceptional circumstance where they could do that because essentially they made an error and they could correct it through doing that. But that would also mean that people were less likely to pack heroes moving forward, which would potentially be unfair on those players moving forward who were to open pack. So it's a tricky situation. I think heroes are in danger anyway because of World Cup heroes coming. I think there are some that won't be so affected. Potentially, actually, Akotra is one that won't be. And it's one of the reasons why I was keeping him because he's got a non-Premier League version coming and also you got the fact that uh, the upgrade isn't huge which is the case for some of these that being said they're all quite likely to decline anyway to be honest i'm interested to know from you josh what you think about gold rares i mean 
yes, we actually saw a bit of a bounce, I guess. And it's possible there was a coin influx to some extent because of the whole Heroes debacle. But, you know, we can't really know that for sure. There hasn't been a huge jump, though. And realistically, gold rares are likely to decline, right? Yeah, I I agree. I I do think, you know, if you just look at any previous year's graphs, it's all downhill from here, except for, you know, in the past, it's been fodder cards, but I think they're going to rise mm-hmm. on a slightly slower curve than they did last year. It'll be interesting to see, because you can't um, stack up a lot of cards in unassigned this year, it's, own, it's I think you're maxed to 50, mm. um, so you can only ever own sort of 201 of the same card. It'll be interesting to see what kind of effect that has, you know, let's say if we get picks in the next 24 hours or so um, for Road to the Knockouts, just on the non-rare golds and rare golds that are at discard price um you know in terms of if you're looking to trade that would be where i would be going for the very safe small flips rather than trying to go for anything big because there's been a massive market shock and i think that in terms of players people buying players for their team we're only really going to go see it going down from here Mm -hmm. and it looks like judging by you know code added we're going to get rule breakers soon which is always something that well, I say always, when we've had rule breakers, it has actually had like a fairly decent impact on the market in terms of, I guess, golds, but also other meta players because they've introduced quite a few good meta options into the game, essentially, which is interesting. And I think that's a good place to end it. Josh, thank you very much for coming on. Really, really appreciate your insight and understand you're going to join us for the gameplay pod as well. So look forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. How did you get on in champs, actually? We can uh, leave that as a little cliffhanger. I did okay. I got three picks, but um, I was I was 11 and out. I had four games left and I didn't fancy trying to sweat it out to 14. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, gave, gave away the four wins like all good people should and and I took my picks. Yeah, nice. Great. Yeah, we'll chat more about that on the gameplay pod. And I oh, should say as well, Josh, where can people catch you if they want to find your content and your spreadsheets? Yeah, Spreadsheet FIFA um, on Twitch. I stream there three or four times a week whenever I can. Um, YouTube and uh, and on Twitter. Twitter's kind of my main portal, Spreadsheet FIFA. Nice. And we can also ask Richard where to find him because he's streaming these days as well, which is great to see. Uh, you find me on Twitter, Twitch, uh, you name it, at rbuckley98. Uh, I'm not going to be on the gameplay pod. I'm going to be in London Heathrow tomorrow as of recording. Where are you going? I can't confirm yet. Well, I oh. can actually because it should have okay. gone out by the time. Uh, Columbia. Ooh. Oh, Columbia. That's that's exciting. For some esports FIFA work. So I'll be over there. No gameplay pod. However, I did finish 17 and 3. So wow. maybe next time you can uh, Very nice. get some tips. Look forward to hearing about that. And we'll also be chatting to uh, Japes, who's here as well. Thank you very much, Japes, for joining us on this pod, as always. Cheers, Ben. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. And thank you to those listeners out there listening along. If you would like this podcast directly into your podcast feed, then do subscribe on all the various podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. And also, of course, on YouTube. If you're listening on YouTube, leave a like. Very much helps out. And leave a comment, too. For now, though, thank you very much to those supporters keeping the podcast going. And a reminder to enter the 24,000 FIFA point giveaway. Just search Support Foot Weekly. The giveaway will be right there. And a big thank you to those icon patrons. Dave B, Hugh J, Coach Vass, Alan G, Alistair, Anthony R, Dominic P, Rob P, Jeff B, Stephen F, Tom B, Damon H, David S, Nick Jack M, Eric T, Neil P, Adam G, Elliot M, Dan W, at Pace of a Tortoise, Roger D, 
Jake G, Springford, Nishant, Harry P, Alex M, Lee A, Brendan W, Andrew C, Joe W, Timothy J, Dylan, Adam R, Sam K, Graham W, Andy, Ads H2K, and Brian V. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. I say special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you, just one more thing to add, though. FIFA's a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.